Welcome everyone to another episode of Kiwi Talks. I'm honored to be speaking to one of the best video game cover guitarists. (laughs) Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. His name is Jack, aka Toxic X Eternity. You can find him on YouTube. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate uh, the the that intro, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Thank you. No worries, man. No, I'm a big I'm a big fan. The funny thing is, oh, yeah. how I actually came across you is there was a lockdown here in New Zealand last year in about March, and I wasn't doing any podcasting, and I found like an old Doom level editor, and I was making some levels, and then there was one level I was making based around Freezer's ship from Dragon Ball Z. And oh, I was like, sick. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I should like do my own music for it. But then I was like, nah, I can't be bothered. So then I went online, and then I found the remix you did of Legacy of Goku 2, it was, uh, the, the, yeah. the epilogue. And I was like, holy crap, who the hell is this guy? He's the man. And then like, I went back <laughs> through all your stuff. And f- obviously, you've been doing this a long time yeah over 10 years man yeah so how crazy how has it changed since then from your early days to now oh man it's you know it's interesting in some ways so much has changed but then in other ways like nothing has changed um so really like obviously you know i started in the late 2000s i was one of those like original people on youtube that were like hey this is a cool website let's just make a video you know kind of like really like back in the day and stuff when youtube was first coming out and even before youtube i um i kind of played around on newgrounds a little bit i never was like an animator which newgrounds is really known for doing animations but um i uh, i was a big fan of newgrounds and i was a big fan of people who were making uh basically just content you know like which is something that is so i don't want to say take it for granted but it's something that we just accept as like a thing that people do today but back then it was like so cool to see people making things and putting them on the internet you know so i just wanted to be a part of that so i started you know on youtube in like 2008 or something like that and uh yeah like back then it was it was definitely different um there was no money to be made back then there was no advertising uh and it was just kind of like you just kind of did it um just as something to do um and uh you know certainly now youtube has evolved into basically just this like media like giant you know and um you know there's there's a lot of money involved and there's like advertising and they have all the algorithms and there's there's certain the, the thumbnails and all this like marketing aspect to it is certainly something that's more modern about it um but the things like i was saying before the things that have stayed the same is like you know, for me, it's always been about just making cool music and putting stuff out there. And like, it's, it's definitely the, the high that I get from it is like seeing like the comments, you know, especially when you first put out the video, like seeing people like, dude, awesome. I love this song, you know, and that's always been consistent throughout the whole thing. But now it's certainly, there's a lot of marketing and there's a lot of, you know, you have to make your thumbnail right and your title good. So it's, it, you know, it, it's changed a little bit, but not you know, the, the essence of it has always been the same. Because how do you find time to do everything, right? Because you're deconstructing a piece, then you're recording it, then you're mixing it, then you're doing the video with the editing, and then obviously sorting out the thumbnail and everything as well. And mm-hmm. I've see, I see that you play games on Twitch and, and stuff. So I'm like, how do you find all the time to do all this? I'm like, <laughs> do you just live it like 24 hours a day? 
<laughs> dude it's definitely um it's definitely my life uh it's it's something that i love doing um obviously i i try and make sure to take breaks which sometimes is hard and sometimes i forget to take breaks and i i feel the uh, effects of that but um yeah you know i def it's it, i work a lot you know and I, I i just put in a lot of hours um but it's also a combination of you know i've been doing this for so long that i really have kind of figured out how to like really just do it you know what i mean there's a lot of um i feel like back in the day a lot of time was spent trying to like get everything like set up and just like oh like what kind of guitar sound should i do or oh what kind of uh video setup should i do and that that surprisingly takes a lot of time and i feel like once i figured out how to really just be like this is the guitar sound that i'm doing this is the video like just that's ready let's just do it you know, then it surprisingly becomes a lot more manageable and it's, it became something that I can really just, just go into it and do it and, um, you know, manage to do it like once a week, you know, with that, with, with those challenges, you know, being overcome. So what, what's the longest part? What takes you the longest to do? Um, Ooh, I would say just the recording part. Um, so basically like, the way it works is like I'll do a whole arrangement of the uh, the cover that I'm doing um, before I record anything, and uh, that's a really fun process. And I don't I don't you know I do have a guitar in my hand, but I'm not recording anything. But the actual recording is really the uh, that's the that's the work. You know what I mean? Because that's you're sitting there just trying to get a guitar part recorded, and you're like, oh, it's not totally perfect. It's not right. And I'll literally spend like two hours on like. A, a note you know just like so that's really like that that's the part of the process that i try so hard to be like okay jack it's 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 fine just move on you know this is this sounds great um but i definitely find myself sitting there for hours and hours trying to trying to get apart like the way i hear it in my head and that's that definitely takes the most amount of time this is the actual recording of the the guitar parts because are you a perfectionist uh <laughs> I would say I am, but I am actively trying to uh, to not be as much. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of like it's more about for me. I'm just trying to find that balance. But I would say like I I would say by default, I am a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. Is there one particular piece that just took you ages to kind of get right or to work out um, how you were going to arrange it? I, I actually remember I did a cover um, from a game called Bloodstained, which is like a Castlevania uh, spiritual successor game. And uh, it was just this particular theme that I just like, I loved it so much and I was so excited about covering it. And with Castlevania music, they always have like a ton of different parts happening at the same time. And it was a combination of an arrangement like that where there's so many parts, but then I was also using a guitar that I just got. So I was kind of figuring out the guitar as well and i just remember sitting there just being like god this is tearing me apart like this recording session you know and i was just obsessing over like every little thing and um it turned out good but i just remember like every time i listen to that now i'm like oh man that was that was a rough one you know <laughs> um so i remember that that particular track was a. Uh, that really took a lot out of me. So I, that, that's kind of like moving forward from that. I try to, I try to not have that happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Because what I find interesting is sometimes you keep it quite close to the original. And then there's other times where you kind of veer off. Mm-hmm. How do you decide when and when not to do that? Um, so a lot of times I will, you know, like I always go into every arrangement being like, okay, the people that are going to be watching this are going to be fans of the game, you know, and I really want to respect that. And I want to respect what the original does. Um, and so I, so a lot of times I will be like, what is the original doing here? What is the original doing? And, and I think those are the cases where it sounds a lot like the original and, um, it's kind of hard to describe it, but like, you know, if you take, I guess to kind of answer your question, it really depends on what theme I'm doing, because if I'm doing a theme that already has like a metal vibe to it, like let's say it's a Mega Man song or like a, you know, a Guilty Gear song or something like that, like where it has drums and guitars and stuff. It's like, I really do heavily draw from that because I know that that's, that's what people want. It's like, they, they want me to, to play their, their memories of that song on guitar, you know? Um, so obviously I will make slight deviations. Like I'll put like a double bass part here. I'll do like a solo and stuff like that, but I will be like very faithful. And on the other side of the coin, the times where I really switch it up tends to be on pieces that are more of like an orchestral kind of thing where there's usually like no drums and there's no guitars and i think those to me i see them as opportunities to just completely deconstruct them and then turn them into like this whole other thing you know so it's it's kind of that's kind of like usually the case where it's like if it's an orchestral piece if it's an atmospheric piece i'll usually really switch it up just to make it work for me but then usually when it's like a song like a mega man song or like a doom song or something like that's going to be you know, something that I'm very faithful and making sure that the people that are listening to it know it's that song. Yeah, I mean, those crossovers, the Mario Metroid one, the the Doom and Animal Crossing, they are sick, man. Oh, thank you, dude. Thank you. Did, that was that was crazy. Yeah, those are those are nuts. Do they do they take you longer than the traditional way of just deconstructing oh, yeah. a song? Yeah, yeah. Because you'd That's, you'd have to change yeah. keys and everything, right? Yeah, to make the, one particularly to fit with the other. Yeah. Yeah, particularly the Doom with, or not the Doom, the uh, the Metroid with the Mario one. That was like so hard because it's doing the Mario me- melody that, you know, but like I had to, I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into because I, I thought I could just copy paste it and then move it, move a couple notes around and then we're good. But like I ended up having to completely take that whole melody apart and make it fit into like the, the Metroid um, backing like the the super metroid rhythm part and that ended up being insanely hard because the mario theme melody is already super jazzy and crazy so i had to put it in this like minor key and that that was super hard but that was that was a labor of love though i just really wanted to hear that so was it so was it requested by fans or did you just decide to do that on your own i just did it just kind of just on my own basically like the uh, the the first one i did the first mashup was the doom and animal crossing one mm. and that one i did because um that was to celebrate the 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 hilariousness of doom eternal coming out the same day as animal crossing yeah yeah uh so that was just like well you know let's just make a funny video where we're celebrating the music from both of those games and just and, and just the polar opposite nature of 
Animal Crossing with Doom, you know? So that video did really well on my channel. So I'm like, well, heck, let's do another one, dude. So I just did, I just thought Metroid and Mario would have been a cool one, so. So how much of the arrangements is you doing it on your own and how much is requested by uh, fans of your community? Uh, it's half and half. Um, every other song is, uh, I, I alternate every other cover. So one, like, you know, one week I'll do a song that, you know, I guess it's, it's actually more like split. Like it's almost like 66% fan requested and 33% me because a lot right. of times when it's like my choice, I'll still usually do a song that I see people requesting in my comments um, because I just like to give, you know, I just want to give people what they want, you know, and I, I enjoy doing it. So I just want to make people happy. That's like the biggest, you know, reward for all of this for me. Um, and then occasionally I'll just be like, you know what, this one, this one's for me. This one's going to get like two views cause no one knows this song, but you know what, this one's for me. Um, but, uh, so that's, that's that. But then what I also do is I have a, a Patreon page where, um, you know, people can support me uh you know with like you know money right and uh and they uh those 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 folks request a song and i have a i have a secret spreadsheet of like all their requests and so every other cover i'm just banging those out just a request from people who are supporting me on uh on patreon so, so how long is the spreadsheet how many, how many requests long. on the spreadsheet? like it hundreds? is long it, it's uh i think currently it has about 50 songs that are you know in the queue right now so and and i'm very and i'm very fortunate to say that you know it just you know it, it seems to be consistently staying there so i'll have people that you know when i do their songs sometimes they'll stay sometimes they'll be satisfied and they'll they'll you know walk away from it but um I, i'm also very fortunate to be getting new people coming in and requesting a song so it's it's a good problem to have, you know, it's a lot of support from people. So I'm, I'm happy to have this super long list of songs that people want me to do. Well, it keeps you occupied because oh, it's, yeah. it's uh, $10, isn't it? For that? Yep. That yeah, system? $10. Yeah. Um, you know, the way Patreon works is that it's set like per cover. Um, so, you know, but, but it also works as in like, you know, if people um, need to, they can like set it to where they have a maximum per month that they spend so like you know you could be like ten dollars per cover um but then uh if there's like a month that they need to save money but they don't want to cancel they can be like okay this month i only want to spend like twenty dollars total or whatever so it's very it's very accommodating for uh people in their financial situations and stuff so it's a cool i, I love patreon patreon is like the greatest thing ever <laughs> like I, i'm so fortunate to have people who are supporting me on there and i'm fortunate that patreon exists you know so yeah it's a savior for a lot of creative people i find yeah i mean my videos are like three minutes long so i the youtube the ad revenue thing just doesn't apply to me like that's you know because usually people who youtubers that really can like pay the rent with ad revenue they their content tends to be like longer you know because it's more ads that they can put on them so for me it's like i kind of need patreon because the ad revenue thing is just not even a thing for me you know yeah so when you first started doing covers was this the plan was this always the plan or were you just doing it just for fun oh you mean in terms of like doing it um as a job and stuff yeah yeah it absolutely was not the plan um 
it was something I had no idea was even possible. Cause like, you know, like I was saying earlier, like when YouTube first started and when I, when I was first coming out, like there was not like the idea of making anything on YouTube as far as money was not even fathomed, you know, like you just didn't think about that. Um, so really what happened was, um, I had, you know, friends that were doing what I'm doing as well, but they were taking it super seriously from the get go. Like my, uh, my roommate Jules, who does, um, video game covers as well. He, uh, he went into it just like, just let's do this. Let's make a cover every week, like di tr approaching it the way that I approach it now. But he did that like from the start, whereas like I kind of did it just like whatever I'll make a cover when I feel like it I was, I'm, I was going to college at the time and you know I was not like I was doing it when I basically felt like it but not taking it super seriously um but then once once it started becoming this thing like a couple years later where it was like oh my god people are like kind of making money from this this is really cool you know I started sit I started sitting here being like man I kind of have a fan base right now I kind of have something here Maybe I sh maybe this could be for me. Maybe I could do that, you know. Um, so that's when I started really treating it as a business, you know. But uh, I definitely didn't start it with any intention or even considering it a possibility to make any money from it. So it's definitely cool. It was cool for me to be in that position of like, oh, I already have a fan base. I already have this. Like, so I could make that transition, you know, without having to start from zero. So. Mm. One of the things that I really like about you over some of the other guitarists is just your mixing. Your mixing is really, really well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's changed quite a bit over the years. Uh, mm. So how have you mastered your mixing? Um, dude, you know, it's that's that's a good question. It's definitely... You know, I, I do a lot. I like to watch a lot of tutorials. Like, I... Um, I really, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to like the folks at um, like Nail the Mix and stuff like that. Like that channel is really sick. Like, you know, the URM Academy, those are, that, that's a um, community of people who mix. It's like a whole community of audio engineers that um, sit there and mix metal records that have already been mixed, but they like get the original tracks and they mix them and stuff. And they make these YouTube videos where they're like mixing them. And I'm sitting there, I'm, I, when I watch those and I got my notepad out, I'm like, really, you know, I, I love mixing and I love audio production. So it's something that I'm super passionate about. And I'm, I'm, my mind is always like a sponge to that information. Um, so I certainly have learned a lot just through watching YouTube videos. Um, and I'm also just like a guitar tone guy. Like I love guitar sounds. So like, I, I think it's, it's gotten easier for me to mix my music because it's very guitar heavy. So I know like, I know what a rhythm guitar should sound like. I know what a lead guitar should sound like. Um, and what the mistake I've made is being like, Oh, I'm so good at mixing now. Da, da, da. And then someone will send me like a jazz arrangement and I'll be like, I have no idea what to do with this. So mm. it's very like, like I figured out how to mix my music, but I feel like I still have so much to learn about like, mixing in general like when I'm mixing like a trumpet to fit with like a clarinet you know it's like that kind of stuff is so different for me but um I know how to make guitar sounds you know and it's all about just fitting them in that puzzle that puzzle piece and knowing what things should have mid-range what things should have bass just 
you just kind of learn you're like okay this snare drum really sucks on this cover i gotta work on that for this next one and then over time you're just you're you're happy with it you know yeah because i actually think that's one of the common mistakes like sometimes there's too many layers of guitaring and it gets all muddy um so it sounds like i don't know if you just record it that way but it sounds like it's really eq'd like eq'd like very well well yeah thank you um yeah i always think the biggest like when people ask me like what's like a big tip on mixing that you just give me right now i would say the biggest thing is to treat mixing as when you're mixing a cover or you're mixing a piece of music you're fixing mistakes that you could have prevented earlier you know what i mean so like because you should you should ideally just be able to have a guitar sound you have a lead guitar tone you have a rhythm guitar tone before you touch any eq or anything they should already sound amazing together and you know when you're mixing you're you're kind of like fine-tuning it but you shouldn't like you should get it right from the start you know like get that snare drum that's the right snare drum for the mix get the kick drum that's right get the the bass guitar tone that's right and when you're recording it it should almost sound done already and then mixing is just kind of like the salt and the pepper you know but like that's that's the trick is just finding the right tones that really just sit there and you're like oh my god that snare drum is like so perfect i can still hear the guitars but the snare is still loud like you know that kind of thing yeah that actually echoes what mick gordon was saying when i had him on in regards to mixing is actually done before that right so yeah it's like there's very much a science to it dude yeah i saw you had mick gordon on and i was like oh my god dude i i love mick gordon like his music is freaking dude so sick he is the man eh? he's such a legend i'm i'm still honored that um yeah i actually got to chat with him one of the things that I like about you as well is obviously there's some guitarists that just try to show how technically sound they are where they just, you know, but you hmm. seem to be aware of when that's not necessary, like where you just give the track room to breathe. Like say, um, so the Talon o- Overworld for Metroid Prime, right? I mean, yeah. you kind of get that similar to the original, but you weren't doing anything like over the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's definitely like, it kind of just goes back to like, you know, the people that are watching my videos, they want to, like the point of my videos is to get, to put people back to when they're like 10 years old, you know what I mean? Like giving them that, that like nostalgia dose, you know what I mean? And if I'm like shredding all over the place, it's not going to do the song justice. Like it's like, if like for that example, the, the Metroid song, it's like Metroid music is all about the atmosphere. It's all about the vibe totally. so you gotta you gotta be careful you know because as guitar players like guitar players we're the worst we're always just like what if i just kind of did like a little shreddy <laughs> part here and you're just like no don't this is an atmospheric thing like don't don't show off you know um so it's it just comes down to like having respect for the original piece of music and um knowing what your audience wants you know because if i'm doing like a a Mega Man song it's like hell yeah like every two seconds is gonna be like ridiculous guitar shred you know because that's that fits the vibe of the music but it's just about it's about going into the arrangement knowing what you're trying to accomplish you know and like just basically sticking to that you know 
Yeah, well, you do it really well. Like, oh, so, you. so well. Like, you seem to just know when to do it and when not to do it. I was actually <laughs> listening earlier this week to your Ultimate Bowser oh, yeah. um, re-indition again. Yeah. And obviously, that's that track naturally... I mean, the organ it's kind crazy. of is is insane, you know. Do, 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 do. So, and you're yeah. doing the same thing with guitar, so it makes makes perfect sense. And then, obviously, you just chuck in your stuff on top of that. Yeah. yeah, and that and and also like, you know, that song it definitely works. That that song really it the shredding really works on that. But that was also from um, many many years ago in a time where I was like shredding over like everything. And I it and so it worked on that one, and that that's why I remade that one because I'm like, okay, this one's like really sick, you know. But there were definitely some covers from that time period where I'm like, oh my god, Jack, like you're sh- shredding over everything, like c- calm down, you know, like because I I perform some of these songs live when I like stream and stuff, right? So like when I play these old songs, I'm like, oh my god, my fingers are gonna fall off, you know? Yeah, because so. um, I suppose like the fastest stuff you find a bit harder to nail right out the yeah. gate yeah yeah well it's def like it, it's definitely a situation where um you know when you're recording these songs you're not playing it like all the way through like a, like you would in a live performance um so i don't even think about that you know I, at the time i didn't think about that i'm like i'm focusing on every part but now that i'm more mature and i've have so many years in this now i realize i'm like okay you can't just like shred every two seconds. Like you have to give yourself a moment to like rest and breathe and let the, let the bass guitar do something, let the drummer do something, you know? So was this real, did this realization happen once you started performing live or trying to sort out a set live? Were you like, Oh crap. Okay. Um, I think that's, (laughs) I think that is the case. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about like what caused this like, I, I think it's like I think that's definitely plays a role in it where like when you play a song live all the way through you definitely get like an idea of like what's going what's happening you know because you're playing the whole thing and I think that really showcased to me like okay there's there's a time and a place for like the shreddy stuff and it doesn't need to be on the whole song you know so I think that's fair to say for sure hmm. when did you decide to really kind of take this stuff on the road and go live. Um, well, I've always been about performing, you know, like I, uh, you know, I, I love to perform. I love to be on stage. Um, so that's always been like that, the, the goal, you know, obviously we're living in a time where that's not happening, but like, once we get back to that, like, that's going to be something that I, I'm always heavily pushing towards is like, you know, having a band and like taking this stuff on stage and just playing a huge epic concert you know that's always like it's like that's why i started playing guitar in the first place was watching videos of bands playing in front of a zillion people and on a huge stage like that's that's like it for me you know and um so that's that's just it's kind of just the foundation of of everything you know so that's something that i always want to do you know Mm. so how do some of your collaborations happen so say with jules Um, or insane in the rain like how does that yeah. stuff happen? Do you um, contact them? They contact you? Does someone suggest it? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, we, we've we all known each other for so long. Like, I mean, like, Insane in the Rain, uh, Family Jewels, like, Rashadi B. It's just, like, all these guys are, you know, we've all, we've all 
been coming up at the same time and we've always, we have such a respect for each other and uh and it's really just kind of the situation <clears throat> where one of us will reach out to the other person and uh you know just be like hey dude i really need i need something on this and you're the guy for it you know because we we know what we know what we do like you know like so if i want like some really smooth like jazz like really vibe kind of stuff like obviously insane in the rain is the man you know but if i want like a sick guitar solo from jules because he has his own style um it's like you know i hit jules up um so it's like it's just about that you know and it's also for the fans too because the fans love seeing us all work together so like it'll I'll, there's a lot of times where i'll just be like man it's been a it's been a little bit since i've done something with somebody like i, I should reach out and uh stop being such a loner and you know like actually do something so i'm like yeah carlos what are you doing man let's do something you know uh so, that um, for me that's how that works usually do you guys do it face to face like in the same room when you're collaborating or do you do it separately and then you come together later and then you tweak ideas um most of the time we do it in our own studios uh you know, it's always, it always, for, for all of us, like we're all just so we, you know, we just live in our studio and we're just, that's like our comfort zone. So it's usually, you know, we, I think we would all prefer to do things in our own space as opposed to coming to like a new environment and recording. Um, and that's definitely a luxury that we have because obviously in most recording studios, people are going to be recording outside of their comfort zone. Uh, but you know, we all have our home setups and stuff. So we're just kind of like, Hey, record this, you know, I need it like in a couple days, you know, and they're like, all right. And then that's it, you know, and then a couple days, you know, you can always rely on, we, we all rely on each other. We all trust each other. We're like, we always meet that deadline and we have it, you know, and there's, it's, it's always, it's like, the, it's so easy. And that's, that's why we continue to collaborate with each other. Cause it's like, we're like, hey, dude, can you do this guitar solo for me? And, you know, you're like, hell yeah, dude, of course. You know, and it's like, all right, like, you know, next week would be great. And you're like, all right, sick. Then you do it and then then it's done and then everyone's happy, you know. Hmm. I see that uh, you've done a few things on Twitch where someone will suggest you try and play something. Uh, you'll be playing a game like, say, Mario Galaxy, and then you're trying to play along to it right there on the spot. Oh, yeah. Man, that takes yeah. some skill to transcribe something right there on the spot. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's something that um, it that's that's something that I didn't even realize I could really do, like as well as I've been doing it. And um, it's it's really cool and it's a lot of fun. And when, when people ask me, they're like, "How the hell do you do that?" And that really, the answer I can only give is like you kind of just break it down. Like, let's say, you're, you know, you used Mario Galaxy as an example. It's like, let's say you're doing a Mario Galaxy theme and, you know, I'm able to be like, okay, you hear the note and you're like, okay, you, you hear the, the melody. And you're like, this is definitely in like C major, right? So knowing that it's in C major, that instantly narrows it down to like very few notes that are the right notes, you know? Because the thing with video game music is that, it's very, it tends to be very musically simple, which is really cool, you know? Obviously there's exceptions, but like if it's like a Mario Galaxy theme, if it's a Mega Man song, it's very musically simple pieces of music. Um, and that works to my advantage because 
again, I'm learning it on the spot, you know? So if you know, if you're in C major, you only got eight notes and you know what the notes are. And, um, that uh, from there you just kind of play a guessing game and you're like, all right, well, this melody is probably going to go high here. This melody is probably going to go low here. And sometimes I'm totally wrong. And I, but, but I think people aren't, they're not sitting there with a magnifying glass being like, Oh, he messed up that one note, you know? So I'm able to kind of just be like, I think it does this. I don't know. Let's try it. You know? And then sometimes it'll, it'll just be totally correct. And I'm like, Hey, well that makes me look really awesome and skilled, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but it really comes down to, uh, being able to hear the key that the song is in and, um, being able to just kind of, you know, it's just patterns, you know, it's like you just pick up on these patterns and you're like, okay, the melody's probably going to do this. Melody's probably going to do that. It's probably going to be a breakdown here, you know, just cause you've heard so many video game songs over the years. They tend to have consistencies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. How does mm-hmm. the, the, the copyright thing work when you put stuff on Spotify and all of that? Uh, so that is a, uh, that is a company called Sounddrop, which is the, they're, you know, just like Patreon, they, they're, they're a huge role in what I'm doing like business wise. And, uh, yeah, Sounddrop is a company that, um, they, they work with publishers of video game music and they basically act as like the middleman. So, so they, they, they work with the publishers oh. of video game music and they have those connections and they're able to be like, Hey, I have a client who put out a Mario song, you know, Mr. Owner of the Mario copyright music, you know, like, you know, can we make this connection? And they, and obviously not all the time. Sometimes the company is like, no, we prefer not to, but 90% of the time the company is like, well, hell yeah, just give us X percent and you know give us the royalties that we deserve because we wrote the music and then you're off you know so sound drop they make it super easy they literally just set it up to where it's like you know like you you know you obviously pay them a fee to do that work for you to set those publishing up um and then they they basically make sure everybody that needs to get paid gets paid you know they they get a percentage of the the royalties that i make and you know, everybody's happy. So it's, it's super easy and it's amazing. So that's sound drop. So that's how it works. Cause I was wondering, I was thinking, did he contact the companies directly? I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, nah, dude. I don't know. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's, I, I really don't know anything about that. And it's really nice to have sound drop there to just be like, like they're the, the masters, you know, but it's totally legal. It's totally, it's totally there. It's all, it's all legit, you know, and there's times where, you know, stuff gets taken down because like a company changes owners, you know, and like, it's just like, you know, it's, it's all, it's all there. It's all legit, you know, and it feels good to sleep at night being like, okay, everyone's making their money. Everyone's happy, you know, not breaking any laws or anything, you know, so that's, that's a nice feeling to have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So do you want to do some scoring like original stuff at some point, maybe for like a video game? Mm, absolutely i would love that have you approached anyone um well here's the thing it's like i'm not really like like i want to do something small to start off with because that's honestly like something that i uh haven't really done before so i i have been talking to a couple of people but because of the nature of it being small projects you know they have their own stuff to kind of figure out 
So I'm being very patient and, I'm, you know, I'm also very busy, obviously doing this already. Um, but that, that stuff is definitely like those wheels are in motion. Um, you know, like, it, and it, it's kind of the situation where it's like, if like freaking, you know, Nintendo contacted me, like, obviously <laughs> I would say, obviously I would say yes, but I would be like, whoa, you know, like I definitely kind of want to start off small and do like a small project and just, cause that, that's a whole different skill, you know? And there's a whole technical skill set there that I just literally don't have. And I need to learn that, you know, as far as like figuring out like the sounds, you know, cause you know, maybe it's not a guitar soundtrack. Maybe it's a retro, like Sega Genesis vibe soundtrack. Maybe it's, you know, so that's like, that's something I want to learn. And I think it will happen. I just, it needs to be the right project at the right time and you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, an indie game sounds like the way to go as opposed to something from Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, that would be way too much pressure. Yeah, that would be <laughs> insane. I mean, I would still say yes. I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. I'll just freaking disappoint everybody, you know. But um, <laughs> just work it yeah. out how you as you do it. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's like my whole thing. As I just say yes to everything, I'm like, all right, this is gonna be a nightmare. Let's let's do it. <laughs> but does that does that happen much though? Like, will you agree uh, to do something and then? it ends up being a nightmare it sounds like everything you do ends <laughs> no, up well no everything's good man um you know early in my career there's been some things where like people are like hey dude i run this company and blah 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 you should like totally do something with me and uh, you know young me is like oh that sounds great and it turns out to be some nobody is just trying to get money or so you know some you know so it's situations like that like there's always like in any entertainment industry you're gonna have weirdos that are just like trying to work with you and stuff but um besides those early mistakes i mean now it's like i work with everybody i work with is just wonderful and you know it's really easy to tell like who's who's real and who's just like somebody trying to benefit from your success you know that that kind of situation so it's it's all good now i, I i've had it's been all great experiences you know mm. so did much of how you worked change when COVID hit or did it say, <laughs> stay relatively the same because obviously you're in a studio you're on your own so yeah i'd imagine it yeah. would still be relatively similar um d yeah dude i mean it's definitely uh pretty crazy how little has changed and um i'm i'm so fortunate about that and it's kind of it's it's a little bizarre to me because i'm seeing so many of my friends who play in bands and they tour their their whole professional careers have completely like fallen apart and i i i i feel so lucky to have that not be the case for me um and what i've been doing is because of that i'm just saying i'm like i have to reach out to everybody I know and try and help just cause I'm like, it is, it's crazy that I'm able to still be able to do what I do. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, really nothing has changed. Obviously, uh, well, I will say that I had a lot of plans for 2020. Like I was going to travel and do all these really awesome things. Um, which is really disappointing that all those things got canceled. Like I was supposed to play some really awesome concerts in 2020 and do some really cool stuff um and that all got canceled 
Um, but I don't really make a huge deal out of that because at the end of the day, I can still, you know, put, you know, put food on the table and pay rent with music in a way that many musicians, um, are not able to do now. And it's just like, that's crazy, <laughs> you know? And, and I, I'm very, I'm very lucky to be able to still work, you know? So that's cool for me for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, th this isn't going to go on forever. So those plans that you yeah. had, you'll probably still be able to do once this is all over, whenever that is. Yeah. Still don't know absolutely. when that is. Yeah, yeah. So when, when you say you were doing traveling, were you going to do traveling around America or was it like overseas travel? Um, so the plans that I had were America travel, but um, I, there has been a few situations where I've gone to Europe and that was really nice. cool. Like I've been to Germany, um, but that's honestly, that's all, that's, that's the only place that I've been <laughs> to outside of America. So I'm very, you know, I'm very much... Uh, eager to to see the world a little bit and that's kind of like something that i told myself i'm like look like you know you're at that stage in your career now where you should really like go out there and see things and do things and you know um because i've literally spent the last 10 years just in my studio just doing this you know which obviously i love but i'm like let's go out and see things which is kind of ironic that literally like the next week you know covid happens but yeah um but that's that's definitely my mindset right now is I want to, you know, I, obviously you start with traveling around America, but then you kind of slowly bring in Europe and then, you know, maybe like Australia, New Zealand, Japan, like that would be freaking sick. So I'm totally yeah, up for that. Yeah, because like with your uh, videos on YouTube, you'd obviously get analytics, right? So you'd be able to yep. tell uh, geo geographically where they're based and where a lot yep. of the people are consuming it. Yeah. Because it wouldn't yeah. just all be America, right? It's all over, I'm um, sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely all over. Um, it it you know, there's a lot of like, you know, it. it I, I love to see you just you see like Asia, you know, like India, China. I, I mean, it's all over, you know, and that's what's so beautiful about video games. It's like they're just all over the world, and it, you know, so I have fans all over the world, and that's freaking sick. You know, South America, dude. Like South America, there, South America is always known for being like the biggest metal fans like those guys just love metal in south america and that's like any metal band that goes to south america just plays to like a zillion people there and so that's i, I see that a lot too like you know like people from brazil and mexico and stuff just popping off you know so yeah it's definitely all over the world which is cool well, what I think might happen is once this is all over people will be eager to go to concerts again so you might be able to capitalize on that yeah, man, for sure. I just want to get on a stage and freaking blow people's faces <laughs> off. You know, it's like, it's just, it's not even like a business. Like, it's like, if I just wanted to like, just, if it was, if I just wanted to like make money or whatever, I would just stay home and like not spend money on airplane travel and stuff. But it's like, I, it, it's for me. Like, I want to get on stage. I want to get in front of people and just like, like I was saying before, like, that's like, that's what this is all for you know it's for those moments so i'm i'm like if anybody's eager like it's me like i want to do that you know yeah well would you be open to doing like a joint tour with say like family jewels and, and um and saying in the rain and stuff <laughs> oh <Nah. laughs> ooh, did i just stumble upon a secret hmm. Hmm. perhaps perhaps one day perhaps mm. well between mm. like all of you i mean 
how many how many followers how many watches viewers do you have like hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands yeah you could fill a stadium easy yeah all all of us want to do that and you know it's just a matter of logistics but we're we're all freaking ready we're all ready for that and we all want to do it so it's definitely something that we're uh you know (laughs) we're trying to do so yeah super excited for all this stuff to be over so we can make make more progress with that with that goal for sure yeah yeah what will happen it's just um a waiting game now with the vaccines and all that jazz but yeah yeah we'll just have to see is there any is there any uh particular video games that you dig in terms of the music but you haven't done any covers for yet um ooh, man I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, I would say actually I brought it up earlier, but like Guilty Gear, um, the fighting game, like that oh. they always have this like so many freaking bangers and it's just like one of those things where I'm like it's like why haven't I covered this? You know. Um so I would say Guilty Gear is a great example of that. Um I'm trying to think, dude. There's there's a lot. Like there's there's this like freaking uh super nintendo game it's called like thunder force or something like it's like the most metal super nintendo music ever like thunder force 4 i think is like the one where it's like thunder force it, i don't even yeah, think I've it, heard of it. It, it the song is called like lightning strikes twice like that i remember someone showed me that i'm like bro this is like the most metal shit i've ever heard in my life <laughs> um so it's like so yeah there, especially with like super nintendo games there's so many hidden gems there like you know there's so many retro soundtracks that you know, maybe they weren't zelda they weren't mario but they were still like you know they, they were because of that they weren't as popular but they just have amazing soundtracks and um that's what's so cool like i was talking about the patreon thing and how people are requesting songs is because not only am i like doing something for them making their favorite song cool but they're doing something for me because they're showing me all these like crazy video game themes that i've never heard before and that there's been so many times where like someone will send me something i'm like bro this is the sickest thing i've ever heard like what is this you know it'll be a game that no one's ever heard of you know and it's just like the sickest soundtrack ever and i'm like hell yeah i'll do that you know so Ah. there's a lot of a lot of hidden stuff there is there a particular game or music from a game that gets requested the most what would be the most requested uh it kind of depends on like how, like because i remember there was that game undertale that came out and that was like when that when that stuff was out that was like the most insane requested everybody wanted it and we all wanted to cover it so that was like that was kind of like a time period where that was the most requested stuff obviously like you know until the next sequel of that comes out it hasn't been that much you know since then um i would say like in general people seem to really always enjoy like when I do cover Sonic music because like the Sonic fan base is like its own thing. It's just like such a loyal fan base to like all things Sonic. I mean, they made like a movie about it. You know what I mean? Um, so Sonic, like I, I literally just put out one a couple of weeks ago and I was like, wow, there, there it is. Like people are loving this. Um, and another, another thing is like Pokemon. Cause like Pokemon is literally the largest media thing in the world. And, they have fans you know so it's like i would say pokemon and sonic are probably like the the main like it's like i always know people are gonna love it when i do any of those things you know Mm. have you ever set yourself uh the wrong expectations though and you think that like a song will do super super well or way better than you thought it would 
in terms of views and then it it doesn't oh yeah yeah that hap- that happens a lot and um <laughs> the thing with that though is that you got to be careful with that mindset because like sometimes you don't even know because the thing with youtube it's like they have all these algorithms and like yeah. stuff where like so like if a video I put out doesn't do well, it doesn't necessarily mean that I did anything wrong. Cause so much of YouTube these days is literally just a roll of the dice. You know, you're just like, all right, I did the title. I did the thumbnail, please. You know, it's like you're hitting a slot machine. You know what I mean? You're like, all right, YouTube, maybe you'll like this one and you'll send it to people, you know? And so there's like videos that I'll do that are from a game that's like not even popular, but they'll just blow up just because YouTube liked it you know and they start sending it to people um so it's like when a video doesn't do well you got to be careful and not take that out on yourself as much like yeah because sometimes literally youtube is just a broken website sometimes and they just don't (laughs) send your video to people who want to see it so you know I, i i try and you know it's like obviously you learn from that like you're like okay this video didn't do well maybe there's a reason but you know sometimes like i was saying it's just you're just like whatever youtube sucks let's just do the next video (laughs) you know yeah well the algorithm has changed quite a lot over the years and it constantly changes so you can you can't really apply the same tactics all the time yeah and also the type of content that i make is not what youtube wants like youtube doesn't want three minute videos they want 45 minute videos you know with with certain titles and certain thumbnails and so it's i just kind of i'm just like look I, something I always tell myself and when I tell people is that I don't consider myself to be a YouTuber. I, I am a musician who puts my songs on YouTube, you know? Um, but I, I don't like, I, I don't do what YouTube wants me to do. And especially because they're always changing what they want. So I'm not the, I'm not going to subject my followers to like, Hey guys, this week I'm going to do this because YouTube likes that now it's you know so i i've, I've kind of just thrown in the towel on it i'm like i'm just gonna put out the songs that i put out and you know like i was saying is it maybe the slot machine will be nice to me maybe it won't you know but yeah it's it's unfortunately a lot of it is out of my control so whatever yeah fair enough so with the recording part are you filming yourself while you're recording or do you do that as a separate thing afterwards Oh, dude, I wish I could do that, but no, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, dude, filming is like, that's the part of it that I'm always just like, uh, here we go, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I record it separately and then I film it after. So when I film, it's oh. not, it's not the actual performance, you know, cause, but it looks there's seamless. No, there's no way. It <laughs> oh, looks seamless. You. you know why? Cause I've seen some where you've got Pro Tools in the background and it's got the, the recording thing oh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah that, that's that yeah that's that's <laughs> me being sneaky you know because you know i just want i want i want to give people that that immersion that i'm actually recording it but i'm actually just a filthy liar so um, <laughs> no it's marketing man it's all it is. yeah it's, it's good marketing yeah um <laughs> yeah no i uh yeah i'm trying to think like some of those videos i'm trying to remember i think that was just me being a filthy liar i can't remember but uh yeah no it's all completely um recorded separately and you know i film it because there's no way that i could like jump around and headbang and and also play this like perfectly nailed solo like it the actual you know sound that i'm making with my guitar when i'm jumping around and going crazy it's not 
a good sound <laughs> like you know what i mean I'm, I'm making mistakes all over the place and because it's more about it's more about the energy you know what i mean it's more about people being like damn he's rocking out he's having fun you know because i don't want to just stand there and be like everything has to be perfect because no one wants to watch that you know so it's um yeah it's completely two different things you know yeah yeah because there's a couple of times where obviously your hair is obviously you've got long hair and so mm. it's like hanging over the top of you and i'm like can he even see his guitar <laughs> no i can't <laughs> no, see can't. anything man i don't know what's going on <laughs> but you can you you can you can play without even seeing anything i'm sure like yeah you know to a, to a certain extent right yeah, yeah it helps it definitely helps sometimes to be able to see but if it's like an easy part then yeah yeah that's i could do that yeah 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 Hmm. And so I've heard that Metroid Prime is your favorite video game of all time. Or has that changed? Yeah. yeah, I would say Metroid Prime 1 and 2. I would say, if anything, maybe 2 is my favorite game. Uh, but those games are just freaking great. I just love those games. It's not even like... The music is amazing, but it's, I wouldn't say it's my favorite soundtrack. It's just as a gamer, as a video game fan, I just I love those games. So Totally. I, I used yeah. to speedrun the um, trilogy once a year. Until no I got way. Switch, yeah, yeah, and until yeah. I until I got Switch, and then obviously there's no Metroid Prime trilogy on there, so yeah, dude, I can't I anymore. I'm like, I want that so bad, man. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I suppose <laughs> when the time comes and Metroid Prime Four comes out, whenever that is, mm -hmm. will you do some cover of it? Oh hell yeah! I mean, it's it, you know, I'm assuming the music will be yeah. coverable. Yeah, yeah. It, obviously, I'm not just like it. It has to be the stuff that i want to cover but i'm definitely uh i'm sure that would be that'll be the case and i'm going to cover a lot of stuff from it so yeah, yeah. super excited for that yeah well the the same composer will be composing it i'm sure kinji yamamoto so oh is that is that i, I didn't see that is that like something that is happening um, or well i i i can't say you, i don't want to say that so? i'm 100 percent sure but i'm yeah like he's pretty much done all of them since super metroid so Oh, well then, dude, if that's yeah, the yeah. case, then let's go. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, man. Cool, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this. I'll probably wrap yeah. up here. It's, thank you so, so much. It's, it's truly a privilege and an honor to talk to you, honestly. Like, I have a lot yeah. of respect for, for what you do because I know it would take a hell of a, a lot of time. <laughs> and well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Day in, day out, week in, week out. <laughs> and I don't think you've ever taken a break, or have you? Have you taken a break? No. Um, I take, like, one-day breaks, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I, you know, but I don't, like, whenever I'm, like, whenever I say I'm going to take a week off, I'm just usually sitting there being like, man, I want to make some music, <laughs> you know? So, you know, I, you know, I, I don't really take, like, extended breaks. I just, I make sure that when I don't want to do it, I don't, but... I, uh, I, I, you know, I love what I do. So I just, that's, I would rather be doing it than not doing it. So mm. it works. Cool. So if anybody wants to, uh, follow you, you're on everything pretty much Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitch. Yep. And you have a Patreon account. Yeah. So people can sign up and you have a tiered system. So the, the smallest is a dollar, is it? A dollar? Yeah. Literally for like, if, you know, if, for one dollar uh you know it could be per cover or you set a budget or whatever like on patreon you know it, with what the one dollar you get like you get to hear the songs before i put them out 
and I also upload like work in progress. So I think a lot of people get stoked about that because they can hear it before it's done. So it's like a super rough version. Um, so it's, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I make that, I do all that for like $1 just because, you know, even though it's only $1, it's like if you get a lot of people stoked about that, it actually really helps me out a lot. So um, yeah, it's all on Patreon. So it's really yeah. cool. So a dollar a day, which I think is like, a dollar twenty Australian, a dollar fifty NZ. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, a dollar per cover, so that's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. four dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's the show, everyone. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Go follow the Bro Jack Toxic X Eternity on YouTube, Spotify, all of that jazz. You will not be disappointed. He is the man. Cool. Hell yeah. Stay Thank safe, you. everyone.